Warning. This show may be unsuitable for young fillies, colts, and foals due to strong language prevalent in literally every episode, and some mild sexual innuendo. We will also touch on themes of racial relations, political climate, and other sensitive subjects, but we will let you know when those things come up. Pony, welcome to Equestria Gaze, a My Little Pony rewatch podcast. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at Equestria Gaze. I'm Anya, my pronouns are they, them, and you can find me on Twitter at aka Anya. I'm joined by my partner in life, love, and nail polish, August. Hi, I'm August. I use they, them pronouns. Uh, I have a dog with me, and you can find me on Twitter at Harpydora. <laughs> Each week, we'll saddle in to rewatch an episode of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, to break apart what exactly the show is trying to say. The good, the bad, and the downright problematic. We figured it's 2020, and it's not actually that anymore, and now everyone's confused. Boom. Personally, <laughs> I'd not seen My Little Pony until this year, and it was kind of weird that I hadn't, because I was a horse girl growing up, so, you know... You would have thought I'd get into it. Eh, it happens. Um, I, on the other hand, was not a horse girl, but I got into Friendship is Magic when it first came out. I witnessed the genesis of the Brony fandom and eventually fell off the card around season four, which is to say, this ain't my first rodeo. You know, you think eventually we would just pre-record this opening bit. It's fun to improvise sometimes. If uh, we need to have one that's like my partner in life, love, and picking the thing that they are each week because I <laughs> stopped doing it a long time ago. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, this uh. week we'll be discussing season one, episode thirteen, Fall Weather Friends. In the cold open, Applejack and Rainbow Dash are playing a heated game of horseshoes. After Applejack wins, the competitive ponies argue over who's more athletic, and Rainbow Dash suggests an Iron Pony competition to settle the debate. In this competition, the girls are neck and neck until Rainbow Dash starts using her wings to gain an edge on Applejack. Applejack accuses Rainbow Dash of cheating and challenges her to a race in the Running of the Leaves, the town's annual 5k run through the forest to knock loose the leaves from the trees in preparation for winter. Although winter was cleaned up a mere two episodes ago, the ponies gather for the event to end fall, and Applejack reminds Rainbow Dash that she can't use her wings to win the race. In the race, Applejack and Rainbow Dash pull constant tricks on each other to gain the lead. 
Finally, Rainbow Dash uses her wings, and the ensuing fight, they finish the race as a tie for last place. Celestia arrives to explain that their distraction from the race has caused many trees to be left full of leaves. The girls go back to rerun the race for real this time, and all is well. Ooh. All right. So, Anya, what is the message to Philly's Colts and Foles? I took away from this that a little healthy competition between friends is natural, but you shouldn't let it impact your relationship or ruin your friendship. That's a good poll. I said that if you only focus on one-upping someone else, you'll lose sight of the real win conditions. Also a thing that happened. Yeah. So now we get on to the meat of the episode, the bridled meaning. Oh! What? Artemis just jumped up on the desk. Oh my. Ma'am. Ma'am. Go on board. Goodbye. Um. What about me? <laughs> um nom. Um, this ep- this part of the episode is where we talk about the things that are left unsaid, the subtext, that kind of thing. It's also where we get nitpicky. And mm. to begin this uh, episode's bridled meaning, the pet names are a lot in the beginning. And I kind of get Apple Dash now because Apple Snack is a lot. It's a lot, <laughs> a lot. Rainbow Dash definitely is hitting on Applejack here. This is Rainbow Dash's way of hitting on Applejack. Bless. And uh, I also wrote close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. So a uh, good thing that Applejack is not throwing hand grenades, huh? Oh, my God. I I was just reading the next point. <laughs> we literally quoted the same text. <laughs> well, why don't you read your part of the next point? Uh, my part is, why is she here? Well, Rainbow, Twilight is the main character of season one, because they're at one point questioning why Twilight is there in the race. I'm like, well, she has to be, because she has to learn something and tell God about it, Rainbow. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh... It's very silly that they choose to lampshade this. Um, I'm kind of glad they do because it's also very funny. And I sometimes enjoy when the show is self-aware like this. So, But I did yeah. note down the exact same thing and said almost <laughs> the exact same thing. So, Yeah, like, you know why she's here. Mm-hmm. Uh I also appreciate that this episode pretty much confirms that every pony in this town is a lesbian. Because uh, the way the crowd is looking at these two ponies and, like, swooning over them. Well, they're probably two of the buffest ladies in town. And, you know, there's also the whole trope of, like, in anime, you have the one girl in the high school who's, like, kind of sporty, and all of the girls have crushes on her, so both of these ponies are very sporty ponies, so uh, naturally, all of the girls in Ponyville have to have crushes on both of them. Yeah, and they are not quiet about it in this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I did note that these two girls are way too competitive, and I would never want to play Among Us among, uh, with them. Among them. <laughs> this is why you don't want to play Among Us with me. Uh-huh. Like, 
I will lose friends over Among Us because, like, if someone accuses me of being the imposter and I'm not, I will get in my car, drive to your house, and burn your house down. <laughs> don't play Among Us with me. Please don't get in your car and drive to my house and burn my house down. That would be very redundant. I'll just pull out of the driveway, pull back into the driveway, and then, like, fucking light it on fire. Yep. And then be like, oh, God, my cats are in there. Yep. <laughs> um, my next note is just me observing uh, when Applejack was doing, like, the te test of strength uh, by kicking that, that little carnival game thing. Um, just, ah, uh, the power of Bucky and kicks. Do I get this reference? <laughs> I will never be over the fact that Applejack uh, named her legs Bucky McGillicuddy and Kicks McGee. Like, oh my god, that's like you know the joke about how like some women name their boobs and some dudes name their testicles, and it's just like Applejack Wait. named her legs. Dudes name their testicles. I've heard that some dudes name their testicles, or at least joke about it. Weird. I knew, like, uh, boob-having people named their boobs sometimes, but uh, that yeah. that alone is like, huh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't get it. All I have to say to that is, where's the dingle-dangle? <laughs> where's the dingle-dangle? Um, yeah. <laughs> and... I just, I don't understand why they subject Spike to all the things they do, because, like, he's a fucking baby. Like, they're, they're, like, using him as fucking test dummy. They're using him for a rodeo thing or two, and it's just, like, he's just a kid, and why do you all hate him so much? Like, he's obnoxious, but kids can be obnoxious sometimes. I feel like in any given episode, like, Spike is anywhere between, like, 8 years old and 16 years old, and I can never figure out, like, yeah, what age this dragon is. I mean, they consistently say he's a youngster. So, you know, my headcanon is he's, like, 11 or 12, honestly. I don't think he's quite a teenager yet. Oh, okay, I was picturing older. Gotcha. But, like... He's still a kid. Like, these are adult ponies, one of whom should be his guardian advocating for his safety. And for, like, a couple of episodes now, she's just been like, oh, ha ha, when Spike gets, uh, not hurt, but, you know, he gets sick from falling into a cold pond. And now he's here. Just, ugh. I don't know. Maybe the creators also knew that, like, Spike was not a very fun character in the first little bit of this. And they're like, well, let's just torture him, I guess. I guess. <laughs> and, like, the the next thing, I don't remember exactly when it happened. I think it was during, like, the lassoing competition. I had to make a horrible joke about Rainbow Dash being confirmed as liking Shivari just because of, you know, the the whole getting all tied up in the rope thing but uh she doesn't seem to like well i guess she's not like upset by it she's just like does this count yeah but i do wonder why did she not get disqualified over her wing use like just right off the bat it feels really mean-spirited to not disqualify rainbow dash over that 
I don't know. It's kind of weird because, like, I don't necessarily view her wings as cheating. Her wings are her legs, pretty much. Like, she flies more than she walks. I mean, she does, but that's not the context that she first uses them, because the first time she uses them is when she's protecting the baby chicks from the mud. But I don't know, like... Well, that's just, like, I don't know. I view that as, like, being creative and, like, innovative as opposed to cheating. Like, use what you've got. Like, But at the, at the same time, like, that's something Applejack physically cannot do. Yeah, but she could have, like, done something else. She could have uh, thought of something. Like, she's got hair. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I like it's... to see all the, like, innovative ways they use Rainbow Dash's wings. Because they're, like, for so much more than flying for her. They're, they are for everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, I dislike the creativity of the use of the wings but it does seem like not in the spirit of the competition for her to be doing something that's literally physically impossible for Applejack to do so it's like Applejack can't compete in the same way because she does not have these other limbs I think the best way to address it would have been if Applejack had established that at the beginning, which obviously would have, like, made the rest of the episode pointless because, you know, they had to establish it at the end. But, like, why are you going to wait until the very end to complain about it? Like, exactly. It's weird that it doesn't come up until everything's over. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that it would have changed much of the episode for Applejack to call her on it sooner. And... Like, the only thing that it really affects is Applejack being a sore loser. And I guess maybe that's where they wanted to go with Applejack to demonstrate her being a sore loser. Because, like, I don't think waiting, you know, until the end demonstrates that she's got good sportsmanship. Uh, if she'd called it out sooner, like, that would have made her look less like a sore loser that's fair because like if she uh had won even with rainbow dash using her wings she would have never mentioned the wings yep so fair enough i don't know i guess i can see where they're coming from but anyway uh <laughs> the next uh point we had uh we both wrote something at the same time um, if you want to read your point first. I mean, these two aren't necessarily related. They're two, like, totally different subpoints. But mine is talking about, like, the fact that they make such a big deal out of the weather and the role the ponies serve that it's interesting that the transition from winter to spring was important enough to get its own episode and its own catchy song. And, like, it was very featured but this, uh, this like running of the leaves is thrown in halfway through the episode and it's a subplot to this whole thing. Like, I, for some reason, remembered this being a lot more about the seasonal change, but it's really more about the, the character development between the two girls. Yeah, and it's, you're right, it's interesting to see 
the way that the weather gets treated, you know, sometimes it's a super big deal and other times it's no big deal that the ponies have to intervene. Yeah, like it's just like, oh, by the way, every year we do this thing. Anyways, back to the competition. Mm-hmm. It's like we had a whole exposition on winter wrap up, but the running of the leaves is just like this happens. Okay. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And I just wonder why do ponies have to change the seasons at all? Like, is this supposed to indicate that they're part of the ecosystem? Or is it supposed to indicate they've segregated everything? And what the fuck is up with Everfree since ponies don't live there? I mean, we kind of touched on that in Winter Wrap-Up, too. That, like, have they had such an impact on the climate that they, like, they have to change the seasons now? Like, the world can't function without them? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know we talked about it then, too, but it's still just something that weighs heavily on my mind. And also, we took these notes before we recorded Winter Wrap-Up, so... Oh! (laughs) We're doing this in order, right? Yeah, definitely. Totally in order. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway. Anyway, I believe the next point is yours. Yeah, it's purple, so it better be. Um... I just wanted to note that Pinkie Pie, like, in that in the scene where Spike is talking about how he wanted to be an announcer for the for the race, like, Pinkie Pie was really observant and uh, should get more credit for, like, noticing that Spike wanted to be involved and reaching out to him to to partner with her. It was very sweet. Yeah. And. I do like this continuation of, because, like, we do go back to, later in this episode, the whole LOL so random Pinkie Pie, but I do like the continuation of expanding her character to be somebody who has at least a little bit of awareness of what her friends need. Yeah. It's just really nice to see her continuing to grow as a character outside of the raw xd persona yeah well even with her like lol so random moments in the blimp or balloon with spike like like i i talk about it later where spike is like frustrated by it but like it's honestly just Pinkie pie making good tv like you don't want to be calling non-stop you want to get on some side tangents like Mm-hmm. watch wrestling they don't call the match 100 percent of the time they go off on their own little side things and then have to get drugged back in mm-hmm. that's just how like it makes good tv that way it does so she was really doing a good job in this episode i don't know i liked her yeah no i'm not saying that she didn't do a good job i'm just saying that like you know the lol so random comes back as they're calling the race yeah, but I think it served a good purpose. Yeah. No, I agree. Pinkie Pie was well utilized in this episode, and what we got to see of her is a really gl- great glimpse into her continued character. Honestly, I feel like we learned so much about the characters that weren't there, too. <laughs> like, Fluttershy yeah. has no competitive bones in her body, and Rarity does not give a damn about sports. Yep. Well, that's not surprising. She's like the stereotypical lipstick lesbian. Mm-hmm. But, Jesus. uh... 
Okay, so Carrie is a uh, rarity. Does that make Soul Applejack? That's why you ship it. Oh my god. I shipped it long before Soul and Carrie were Twinkles and mine and Mav's eyes. Oh my but... god. That probably doesn't make sense to a lot of our viewers, so it'll have to get cut. But it's a great outtake, because holy shit, I just, I just, this is me putting together that <laughs> Carrie is Rarity and Soul is Applejack. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I do think it's interesting when we're going to the lineup of the ponies that are participating in the race that uh, Twilight Sparkle is number 42. I kind of think this might be a Hitchhiker's Guide reference, which would be perfect for Twilight. Like, Twilight's exactly the kind of person who would, like, cling to what the Hitchhiker's Guide has to say as she travels the universe. That's true. Like, I didn't notice that until you wrote that down. It's it's such a cool reference as opposed to just being like an obvious like Twilight's number is 69. Ha ha. Like, that's that's a really deep cut reference that you might not notice if you're not looking for it. Yeah. And then my next note is Rainbow Dash Stop Being a Jerk Challenge. Um, They're both pretty jerky in this episode. They are. Um, I wish I could remember exactly what made me write that down, but I, I do have the general feeling that Rainbow Dash is the one who started being a jerk first because she was just like. So what happened was like the first thing happened where um, Applejack tripped over something and she was like, you tripped me. And Twilight, was like, no, you've tripped over a rock or something like that. And she mm -hmm. was like, oh. Oh, you're right. Sorry. And then Rainbow Dash tripped and Twilight tried to point it out. But uh, Rainbow was like, no, I'm going to get her now. Like, instead of stopping yeah. and being like, oh, you're right. I should look where I'm going. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, just in general, Rainbow Dash started being a jerk first by, like, rubbing uh, Applejack's nose in the losing and being a sore winner, too. But, yeah, I I think it might have been the tree branch thing. But either way, the Warner Brothers cartoon levels of absurdity in, like, the bee chase sequence and just honestly everything going forward with all the slapstick and stuff. Like, this is seriously Warner Brothers absolute bullshit. It's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. It's... Definitely a unique style of episode that we've not quite seen yet. Yeah, this is honestly, I think this is the most action-packed episode. And as far as, like, I know we get some more action-packed stuff later, especially in, like, seasons two and three. But this is the first really action-heavy stuff uh, with, you know, the tension being around the physical activity and the physical prowess of the main characters. And it's it's interesting, and I like the way that it's played for laughs in a lot of places. Especially yeah. the bees. <laughs> especially the bees. Uh, <laughs> as an opposite to that, I noted, what if everyone just calmed down? <laughs> yeah. Like, I know that goes against the entire style of the episode, but what if? What if? What if? 
Everybody calm down and have a Snickers. You're not yourself when you're hungry. Like, damn. And, like, your uh, competitiveness doesn't even pay off in the end because you got to go back and do the whole thing again. Uh-huh. So what if everyone just calmed down is my takeaway from this episode, really. Yeah. And my second to last note is... Twilight Sparkle totally did like the book equivalent of Zombies Run or Couch to 5K to work up to the race. I really enjoyed the fact that her bookishness paid off, but I also enjoyed the fact that like she was able to integrate the bookishness with like the physical stuff that she's kind of learned from Apple Dash. Ooh, Applejack and Rainbow Dash. <laughs> Just, you know, this isn't something that episode one Twilight would have ever thought to do. Yeah. And I mean, it's the tortoise and the hare story, right? But like, I also like that she didn't come in first with that strategy. She came in fifth, which like out of at least 42 runners is pretty good and makes no sense with all the times we saw her in the thing. Because like, we saw her a few minutes before the end of the race, and she was in the back of the pack with those two. Mm -hmm. So something really impressive happened at the finish line, I guess. But yeah. I'm glad she didn't like come out as first place or anything. She was just like, "Oh, you know, I just I'm a pretty good finish. I got fifth. Like, yeah, respectable. Yeah, and I appreciate that part too. Not just because it's like." It would have been unreasonable for her to get first, but because it's showing your first try, you might not win, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't mean something for you to come in fifth, you know? Like, she's proud of what she accomplished because she knew as a first-timer she probably wouldn't get first place, and that's okay. Right. But I liked that a lot. Like, honestly, I did enjoy Twilight's involvement in this episode, even though it's like she was kind of shoehorned in because she's the main character. Yeah, well, and also her, <laughs> the funny thing is, like, her approach to the race is a good approach for a race, but it's a bad approach for where you're trying to, like, knock leaves off a tree. All she did was walk. Yeah. Like, wait, Twilight, you actually didn't do the purpose of the thing you were supposed to do, but good job you got fifth, at least. Yeah, and, like, if the whole thing depended on Apple Applejack and Rainbow Dash, like, performing their duties properly like what does that say about a what they do and b what the rest of the ponies do you know right like <laughs> we really only need these two but we'll make a big event of it why not we like events yeah we like parties <laughs> god pinkie pie's 5k fun run oh my god <laughs> and my final note Apple Dash is real, I guess, because like the way that they were like running off into the distance, like gently nudging <laughs> each other with their shoulders and the way that they looked at each other. It's like, oh, my God, stop flirting, girls. Go get a room. Look, it's fine. Make room for polyamory horse Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I just you can still have uh, your rarity, Jack. Yeah, I mean, Butch for Butch is good, too, I guess. I just, Rainbow Dash is not my favorite of the main six, and that doesn't mean I don't think she deserves love. It's just I'm less <laughs> interested in seeing her in a relationship 
maybe Fluttershy, but that's about it. Yeah, they would definitely have that whole dynamic of like the loud bra- uh, rash one with like the quiet subdued one that I feel like fits into a lot of tropes. Yeah. And once again, oh my god, it's like the butch, loud, sporty type with a soft feminine type. It just uh, keeps happening. It keeps happening. You warned me about those ships, bro. You told me, dog. Look, everyone's gay for each other. It's fine. It's fine. Make room for polyamory horse Jesus. Yep, it's true. PHJ, as I like to call him. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So I quit. <laughs> you can't quit. You've still got to do the main event and the horse fact at the end. Fine. We will do this main event. It is the thing that we want to call attention to from the episode. And I said we'd come back to it, but mine um, has to do with Spike and Pinkie Pie as, like, the announcers for the for the race. Oh, good. My PC has entered battery saver mode. Oh, no. Do you need the charger? That's fine. We're almost done. Um, so I kept waiting for Spike to, like, get upset at Pinkie Pie for her random style of announcing. And he was trying to take it so seriously. And he really had his own idea of what he wanted it to be. But in the end, he ended up being a really good sport and just, like, played off of her really well. So I I appreciate that dynamic not being what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, that was really good. And continuing my trend of highlighting very silly things, Applejack and Rainbow Dash's pet names for each other at the beginning were fucking amazing. If there's anything like we've learned from this episode, it's that you apparently uh, support Apple Dash. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, you're fine. (laughs) How about you take us out? Yeah, so on top of the fact that August is now a Apple Dash shipper, we have another horse fact for you. <laughs> so we end each week with a horse fact. It's a random piece of horse trivia that we found online, and it may or may not be true. We're making no promises, but we are assuming it's true, because why would the internet lie to us? This week's horse fact is in 1872... Leland Stanford made a bet that at some point in the gallop, all four of a horse's legs are off the ground at the same time. Edward Mybridge. Edward spelled with so many additional A's and E's. There's a lot of them in there. Uh, Proved him right by using a series of 24 cameras and photographing a racehorse named Sally Gardner. They hover, y'all. If you have any fun horse facts you want us to include on the show, send them to us on Twitter at EquestriaGaze, and we'll give you a shout-out. Until next time, stay cool, everypony, and remember, Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights, and wear your fucking mask. Clip-clop, 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 (laughs) clip-clop. God damn it.
And that's the show, folks. Yep. <laughs> that's the show, every pony. Oh my god. Huh? Oh my god. What's wrong? I'm just you. Never mind. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Let's let's do a show. Oh, it'll be a show. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us here today. Yep. Well, I mean, you are doing the horse fact this week, so. Oh my god, how much editing, like how little editing would you have to do for a show that's just called a moment of silence? And it's literally just like 30 seconds of silence and then it's like, thank you for joining us here today. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't tempt me. Don't tempt that me. That is someone's thing. Someone out there wants that. Someone out there has that kink, yeah. <laughs> okay, you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, Captain. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I spiked. It's fine. This is going in the outtakes. <laughs> okay. Hello, everybody. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, probably not the energy people want. It's the energy nope. I have, though. <sighs> Sorry. Hello, okay. everypony. Did it? Oh. Did I do it? Uh, it was like it only came in at low everypony, and I was like, "Why can I hear you talking in real life, but not on the Discord?" Because Discord is weird about loud noises. Fair. Okay, I'm gonna do this. Yes. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on your podcast platform of choice. Tell your friends about us or tweet about us using the Equestria Gaze hashtag. We're also a member of Standing Stones Productions, a nonprofit podcasting guild. Some of our other shows include Follow the Leader and The Room Where It Happened, two TTRPG actual play shows, and The Escafil Files, a podcast where two of our friends read and talk about the Animorph series. You can find out more about all of our projects at stones underscore standing on Twitter. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Anyway, your support means a lot. Thanks again for listening.